friends, fellows of all kinds and creeds, welcome back to Cerelia, our wild world of adventure under a multicolored sky. I, as always, am your dungeon master, Damien Ashcroft. Joining me at the table today is Elizabeth Savage. And your character? I'm playing a character called Mitochondria. She is a dragonborn, she's noble, and she's evil. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, we have Carolina Furman. Uh, hi, I'm playing Mrs. Mugwort. I am a um, pie maker. I also happen to be a dwarf. Um, I have many children who disappoint me frequently. <laughs> and Ashley Bletchenden. Hello, I'm playing Elsie. She is a halfling, urchin, rogue, wondrous creation that has a pet mouse called Archibald. Squeak. Fucking squeak. <laughs> uh, would you all like a recap on last yes, session? Yes, please. Absolutely. We had the poppin' party of Peter Piper nice. get thunderously interrupted on the first night of the Festival of Lights by a very mysterious figure, which nobody had any idea who it was, called the Violet Monk. It was, yes, it was actually Mitochondria's young brother, Timothy. Everyone was very confused when he walked into the party with a good, what, two dozen rat folk? Yeah, it was kind of disgusting. Um, it was all very surprising. The rats immediately started robbing the place. Our friends tried to stand up for the righteous party vibes, but were unfortunately overwhelmed by the rats. Timothy refused to reveal why he was there or what he was doing, instead decided to burn the house down. And a thankful intervention by Peter Piper with a little bit of a grenade to enter the room uh, has helped our friends Mitochondria and Mrs. Mugwort escape from the melee. Meanwhile, Elsie, being a little sneaky, sneaky girl, has tried to get away from the fight, disguised herself as a rat person, jumped into the wagon of the rat people and been uh, absconded by Timothy and the rat brigade. Uh, Elsie also convinced them to give her mitochondria's weapon. So now she has a giant weapon. She does have the house heartfire warhammer after telling everybody that their dicks would fall off if they held on to it. It's how you um, get anything in this world. Damien, if you don't give me a million dollars. Meanwhile, Timothy and the rat brigade would make an amazing band name. They would. Mm. So Mitochondria and Mugwort, the party is split, have run back across town under some underground passageways thanks to Peter Piper's help. They have gone back to House Heartfire on the other side of the city and regrouped, telling Mummy and Daddy uh, that <laughs> young Tim is up to no good. Mommy. And uh, the stalwart Reginald Heartfire has tasked the young knight with dealing with it. <laughs> of course, Elsie, back at the headquarters of the Ratmen, deep under the city, has been unveiled this strange doomsday device. And that is where we are now. We return to the, the cistern, this deep cave under the city with pipes running water, big waterfalls filled with this sickening violet glow. Elsie, you see in the middle of the chamber, just unveiled as the people cheer is this large crystalline orb pulsating with this bright violet energy caged in bronze contraptions, um, tubes and gears and things were around the base of this strange invention. The assembled miscreants and vagabonds, low lives of the city, cheer at their supposed salvation. The couple of dozen rat men around the edges of the crowds cheer on as well. You notice as you're looking around at these rat people that 
They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Some are quite tall and brawny, some are slight, some are about as only as tall as you. And I'm going to ask you off the bat to make a perception check to see if you notice something in particular. Got a 19. 19 on the die. So of all of these rat men, you also trigger also something. I plus five, but Hell that doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, 24 is huge. You remember something that I was sneaky in saying last session when you were in the wagon and all of the rats were fighting over the Warhammer once you had convinced them of the curse. They were fighting to see who would hold on to it, who to give it to. And most of those names I pulled out of my ass, but one of those names I put in very deliberately and that name was Wendell. Wendell. As you're looking about this room, one of the rat men down the line, short, about as tall as you, scruffy looking, a rat person with a big, slightly caved in head is eyeing you very nervously. He seems to be looking at you with some familiarity and at your hammer with some significant nervousness. As Timothy wraps up the speech, people begin to move uh, and you see him coming down the ramp towards you. What would Elsie like to do in this moment? Oh, so Wendell's coming towards me. Uh, Timothy is coming towards you. Timothy, sorry. This uh, rat that you heard called Wendell Wendell. is sort of nervously off to the side, trying not to draw attention. Well, back when I was yet an even smaller halfling... (laughs) I remembered the name Wendell because it was a right little shit called Wendell that always used to try and get in on the free food given away and just take over my areas of the city and didn't like him at all. That said, though, he was a crafty little sphinx and I think what I'll do is I'll confront him and ask him if he's Wendell the little shit. It doesn't look quite the same now, though. So. Is that his formal title? Could I just, like, yes, confirm <laughs> yes. you do, like, running up to this guy and grabbing him going, are you Wendell the little shit? <laughs> yes, that was words. my, that's what I called him, Cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Um, he looks very confused for a second. I'm going to make you sure. give me an insight check as well, just to uh, measure his reaction. It's another d20, d20, and this is the insight, which is a wisdom skill. Oh, it's that a one. one. Oh, shit. You just go... Can we roll? You can re-roll. You're a lucky, lucky halfling. Thank God. Ten. Nice. Slightly better. I have a plus three. Nice. Thirteen. So he kind of immediately is slightly recoiling from anybody approaching him. You see he's very scared of the Warhammer. Seems to have some sort of traumatic memory potentially associated with it. And he goes, I I don't... I was... Yes, you... Please don't hurt me. (sighs) Well, Wendell, I... I know you're a bit of a shit or were, but I'm not going to hurt you, especially when you you look so different. Why are you so furry? What happened? He goes, Oh, yes, the violent monk, give me a second chance. Yes, very good. Now I have... I am... We are going to take over. Yes, here it comes. Oh, no. And uh, you hear footsteps behind you as the violet monk goes, All right, now, Elsie, how are you finding the place? Timothy, I've, I've heard such stories. You think you're playing God? Oh, no, 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 not me. Not me. I'm just a messenger. Tell me, do you need anything? Maybe just you'd like something to eat? No, no, thank you. No, okay. I would just like my coins. I can't remember if you gave them to me last episode. Oh, of course. No, no, I have not given you your coins yet. Uh, we're yet to find out uh, just how effective our strategy of dealing with that troublesome dwarf lady has been. But tell you what, if you hang around, I'll be sure to get them to you when I find out. In the meantime, I'm just going to munch on this little custard tart he pulls out of his robes. A nice, sweet snack. Has a, has a munch. Not to worry. I've just had a lot of 
special brownies at a party, so I'm not at all hungry. Right, right. So you're off with Mr. Piper, of course, of course, of course. Just, I wanted to know what it is you see yourself doing in this city. I know you're a girl without a family, and I just wanted you to know that this place is somewhere anyone can come when they are let's just say somebody who falls through the cracks yeah i didn't realize you were my guidance counselor to me i mean i mean timothy <laughs> it's very unusual for you to start making such such pleas and calls you barely know me you just ask me to do things every so often what's in it for you What's in it for me? Why oh. Why have you created this place down here? He... What is this? Takes a knee and rests a dragon-scaled hand on your shoulder and goes, It's not about me. It's about what's in it for us, child. All of us out here who are sick of being trodden on, sick of being put off to the side, you know? All of that expectation, all of those big wealthy people deciding how our lives are supposed to go, you know? When is it time for us to get a say? Well, I don't quite know what to say, to be honest. Um, You've certainly shared a new side to yourself in what you're doing, but um, I know how to take care of myself, and I don't really think I need anyone else to do it for me. Aye, aye, you know what? That's very admirable. I knew the minute I saw you that you were somebody to be taken a notice of. And maybe you don't need help, but maybe... The windows of the world could benefit from the guidance of not just me, you know. Perhaps, perhaps I'm not the only one who gets this revolution going on. Perhaps we could help each other. Perhaps you could find yourself a little family down here. Well, um, uh, I, 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 ha- I have to go. I can't, I can't stay here any longer. I must leave. His uh, grip tightens on your shoulder a little bit. And goes, oh no, 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 no. I'm afraid. Insofar as I've given you a few choices, leaving is not one of them. What are you talking about? I didn't ask to come down here. I mean, I certainly didn't invite you. I'm trying to wonder how he got here in the first place. Uh, I remember. Uh, right, right, right. I seem to recall some sort of commotion in uh, the back of the van and everyone yelling about their dicks falling off. A, a girl's got to protect, them, protect herself while she, while she can. Yes, of course, can. of course, of course. Well, let's see if we can't make you comfortable, at least. Perhaps once our little party has resolved itself i wouldn't want anybody finding out about this he motions to the giant glowing ball until it was just the right time don't you get it no not really but i'll I'll sit down on your couches here very good yes you see some like curbside couches that have been dragged down and set up in a nice like place around one of those barrel fires it's like all right uh I'll leave uh, Wendell to keep you company and perhaps Jerry also. You see this other sort of like larger rat man who you recognise as the one who was who took the Warhammer to begin with. Make sure she doesn't uh, get up to any trouble. This isn't the last you'll be hearing of me, Timothy. You shouldn't hold people against their own will, but I will sit and have a think about this place that you've created. Plus, I wouldn't want you going anywhere. I need to know where they are when it comes time for your payment. He strides off. You're a strange man, Timothy. That's all I can say. A strange, strange man. He throws up a peace sign as he walks away. We cut <laughs> across the city to the house hardfire as Mrs. Mugwort and Mitochondria get ready for their proposed rescue mission, I believe it was. Let me just ask you guys what it is you're trying to get 
up to whether or not you're potentially taking any kind of rest to regenerate hit points and or resources or if you're just fucking balling off you do see across the city the fire raging at peter piper's house it is visible from all the way over here well, I cannot. I cannot take. I cannot take a break. I've got to go. And, I've got to go. And my accent's gone. Funny. <laughs> um, so I got to, I've accents. got to. I've got to go. I've got to go. So is this like directly after we've just spoken to the Reginald and what's her face? I can't remember. Essentially, Reginald and Lucretia were the parents. Um, well, I got a little bit beat up by Ratman. You did. So I would personally like to have a short rest, if possible. And um, I want to change out one of my morsels. So I want to swap out the sugar crystals yeah. for uh, invigorating juice. She gives temporary hit points, but I don't want to use it right now. Uh, cool. So I will say mitochondria can jet off to the source of the trouble. And I'm sure Lucretia is happy to have you have a seat down in the kitchen if you guys want to split up. Uh, on a rules note, the morsel is fine. Currently, you have no morsels in your bag. But every time you take a short or long rest, you get that constitution modifier to remake morsels. So right. if you do take a short rest, you'll also get up to five morsels back as well. How long is a short rest? Uh, an hour. So oh, that's all right. That's yeah. fine. I can take a short big. rest. You want right. to chill and just let the fire go for 60 minutes? Well, well, I'm assuming that there are there are people in this city who are responsible for firefighting, particularly in a rich part there's of town. Certainly, there are certainly people on task and getting about it. It's yeah. just unfortunately, right or not, my it family is kind of involved with that. Yeah, well, we can wait an hour though. Well, you can wait an hour. <laughs> I've got to prep. <laughs> well, I've got work to do. Okay. Well, while I'm I'm resting for an hour, yeah. Can I check how employment works in the city? Oh, sure. So, so for instance, yeah. I'm assuming that a gnome buddy had yeah. servants at his sure. house, and it was on the other peak. Yeah. Is there any, like, interchangeability? Did he hire any extra staff for the night, for his party? Is there, Basically, what I'm asking is, is there anyone who is working, it was like a servant or connected with House Heartfire that will... would know people at the gnome party who would give us, like, information? Uh, like servants who know what other servants are doing. I will say he certainly had a like regular house staff and he probably did have extra caterers like for the party specifically, probably hired a few extra hands and the servant community is probably reasonably connected, you know, like um, butlers get hired for things. In terms of there being staff here at House Heartfire right now who might have known what was going on across town, I'm going to say no because Heartfires weren't doing anything tonight. So the regular house staff are here. Yeah. And of course, Gnomes and Dragons more on the sort of like on the opposite ends of the spectrum, so they tend to sort of look snootily down upon those who work for the other side as well. Oh, right. Um, I don't want to like be. It's my, it's my whole jam is that I have Do eight thousand children. Yes. So can I? Yeah, you don't need servants at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, any of my children work um here or or has any like i don't know how to ask this question with yeah. how many of your kids like do any of your kids work in this house or at least in the vicinity yeah that i can like get some help from or like get some sure. answers from um i will say at least one of your kids i had considered does work for one of the other larger dragonborn houses the sun fangs who are basically across the hill a little bit as associated with the church of yellow whereas the hot fires are more associated with the church of magenta yeah um, we know the truth they yeah. don't so 
you've got that one kid. Uh, I can let you just make a roll to see if you've got any others nearby. Um, out of the 40 kids, how many of them work in the service industry 40. versus how many are up and oh. how many don't have... You have 40. We've had, that's yeah, canonical, right? Yeah, it's established. Right? I have 40 kids. Um, I have to like actually well, write down their names With the stuff. amount of hobbies that you have, I'm amazed you have <laughs> managed the time. <laughs> i tell you what, give me a, the M- D percentiles. I'll tell me. Like, um, so, remember my kids from the first episode? Yeah. I can remember like, um, three of them. If you're all over a 90, then there's like a really useful kid just like around the corner. Okay. Uh, 44. 44. Um, you reckon, especially because it's festival night and a lot of them would be out partying, that you've got a, another a kid who's just a servant of one of the other noble houses down the road. Um, the others are probably, it's like 1.30 no, in the no, morning. They're all they're probably out partying. They're either raving or asleep. Um, I think I want to go talk to my kid just because I think that's my main motive of information is just uh, talk like who, like my kids are like, everywhere across the town Mm. so see if they know anything have heard anything um and their name is edgar i've just decided so i'm gonna go talk to edgar edgar if you've written down who my kids are already, I'd appreciate if I could like copy that. <laughs> not, not the full list or anything. I'm just yeah, like, and every I, time we name one, I try to try to make a note. I can imagine that. that oh, I'm naming them as I go. She's um, got a poster up on the wall to remember her, all of her, yeah. all of her kids. You also names. just got to like listen back to the previous episodes and go, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Are you With doing, are you kids? resting and then like going yeah, I'm questing gonna, or I'm going to have like a little questing? rest and a sit down. All right. So you're going to take a full short rest. You are. Like an hour. Benched for a moment. Yeah, I'm gonna have like a. I'm gonna have a rest. I'm. A, I'm an older lady. <laughs> yeah. I need to have a sit, or I, my my knees are gonna go. That's it. Particularly since I spent the whole day working as well. I'm tired. That's fair. Uh, all right, mitochondria. I'm gonna snap my fingers and expect one of my servant bastards to show up. I don't even know one Quincy of his shows names. up again. Uh, yes, Miss. How are you doing? Yes. He's got his is. juicy pants on. Juicy, get here. Yeah, yeah, Miss. What you did? I'm um, going to do a thing. Where is Mumsy? Mumsy has gone back to bed. Oh, for fuck's sake! Really? There's, uh, oh, where's, where's his where's lordship? Daddy? Said you've got the run of the house. Do the quest, and I'm here to help. I'll do it. Yes, we got gotcha. you. Wait, so they're both they're both asleep? Doesn't need that. Both, just wait, they're both asleep? They're both yes. <laughs> awesome. What? Fire up the phoenix. <laughs> he rubs his hands together and just sprints off upstairs uh, up to the tower where you keep your family hot air balloon. You sort of. Get up there. Do you take a moment to find like a replacement weapon? I will say you currently don't have. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the armory and see what what there is. I mean, I've only got my javelins, and that's really Mm, crap. Not so good. Although it could be really good playing darts from up on the air balloon. Um, I will say you can take a normal mace, which is obviously quite lighter than your warhammer, but can still be used sort of two handed to benefit from your abilities if you don't want to pick up something bigger like a sword or an axe. No, I like the bludgeoning stuff. All right, uh, get some of the servants. I want uh, at least at least five volunteers. I want to... Um, no, five. This will be quite a heavy. Yes, good. Yeah. Get them in there. They're not going to be in the basket for long. Okay, okay, okay. He runs off and begins prepping. Bare minutes later, you arrive on the roof. There's a lovely gust blowing as the brilliant reddish-pinkish balloon of bearing the house heartfire crest begins to inflate and rise over this large basket this sort of arcane engine blasting fire into the balloon to heat up the air um all right you grotty creature come over here let's go yeah what you need miss i i need at least five uh fairies fairies 
Yeah, we need some light, don't we? So we need to start shaking up some bottles, don't we? Okay, yes, we get the, get the fairy lights! They bring, yeah. All right, and any rope? Half a dozen glow sticks. Have you got yes, the rope? right here. All right, chuck it in. Let's go, yeah, let's go. Gotcha, gotcha. Jesus, the people are slow. We're trying our best. Yeah, you try harder. Cool, so Quincy loads up rope and some extra lights. Um, we're going to put out a fire, yes, we would get some, get the water. And they bring I don't care about the water. Okay. It's too heavy. Leave the water. Leave the water. It's <laughs> a big orc carrying water. Going, okay, okay. All right. I hope you guys are, you know, looking for a suntan because you're going to get rather hot. Oh, yes. Anything you say, miss, we'll do whatever you say. Let's go. Let's roll, motherfuckers. Oh, wait. We're waiting for Mugwort. Oh, she's having tea and uh, biscuits in the kitchen. Oh, how long has it been since we prepped? Well, 15, 20 minutes. Jesus. All right. All right. We'll wait 20 minutes. All right. Everybody, tea and biscuits. They run off and take tea and biscuits. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys can take a short rest then. While we're presumably having tea and biscuits together, can I talk to mitochondria about what her plan is and about the fact that I've never been in a hot air balloon and this, I would like this, the safety briefing? All right, Mrs. Mogwurz. Well, what's what's the problem? I don't understand the, the rat. Rat things are, are taking over the set and there's fire everywhere and I've got to get my fucking brother. What's the problem? I am not sure how going up in the sky where God never intended us to go is the correct decision to make here. Rat men don't fly. Why are we? Well, to be honest, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, it's an experience way to get down there and frankly I had I don't get a chance to take the mm-hmm. balloon out for a ride. I mean my parents are asleep and I wanted to take the balloon out. Okay. What so you're planning to go back to uh, the mansion that's kind of Yeah, I am going to get the servants and I'm going to wrap them up in a bit of rope and I'm going to lower them down and they're going to try and save as many other people as possible and, you know, hopefully get a little bit of cred from a family. Are you assuming that, that there's a house on fire and, and, and people haven't left? Well, a lot of people were trapped inside, if you don't, if you recall, when we were diving into the trap door. I don't recall anyone being trapped inside. There you were didn't plenty really of get a good look at the there. place before you oh, jumped that... down the trap door. It was covered in mist. You have really That's no fair. idea. It, um, it also <clears throat> has been at least 20 minutes more. They're probably... I don't want to be the bad guy here, but they're probably dead. I'm going to also say... Really? I just I gave, honestly, I don't care whether they're dead or not. I care whether we look like we're making an effort for my family. Just to interrupt and give you guys a little extra context, I have made a quick roll to see how well the fire is doing, bad being low, and got a four. So it has certainly spread to other oh, maybe houses and areas in the estate. Then. Okay. I might need to get some water as well. God damn it. That's All right, I'll take one less slave. Are you planning on coming back here afterwards? Oh, I... Absolutely. My my parents would kill me if I don't, you know. Return the... Absolutely. What did you call it? The Phoenix? The Phoenix. It's the fastest balloon in town. Isn't it the only balloon in town? Shh. Absolutely not. There are... Hot air balloon travel is very common here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like the idea of it being like, it's the best and it's the only one. <laughs> um, no. I, I have a son who works with your... Well, works under your uh, neighbours, the... Sunfangs. Sunfangs. And I think he might have some, maybe has some contacts with the other servants in the other, in the other. Oh, aye. Properties. Why, that would be good. Give some kind of information. 
but there's no point going to see him now. It's, it's so early, he'll he'll be in bed, and I don't want to cause a ruckus. So we may as well go to the fire first, and then come back and speak with my son. All right, all right. Well, you know, as long as, long as your son is running around with our banner, with our family crest, because I don't want, you know, the neighbors getting a cred for this. Well, he works for diff- several different households, so he'll just put on... All right. Whenever well, you know, it, yeah, you can put on our colours and part come of along. A, he's part Absolutely. of a pool of workers <laughs> that dots right. between different households. Anyone helping has to wear my family's colours. If they're not, then I'll colour myself. I'm not going to wear your family's colours. Just to be clear, you can stay in the basket, and so that people can't see you. I'm far too old to be put in my place. Well, then don't come. This doesn't need to be a fight. There's enough, <laughs> There's enough going on tonight. Look, let's just finish our tea and we can discuss what we will and will not wear in the basket. Back at the cistern. <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. Um, yeah. Elsie's getting comfortable. These two rats are sort of chilling out. There are many other, like, um, urchins and... Homeless people and vagrants and vagabonds uh, all around. And so there's probably a few extras hanging around this particular fire, sort of sharing soups and gruels and things being handed out. How's Elsie feeling? What's she up to? What's she thinking? Well, she's thinking to herself. Well, it's been such a time since I've spent this time with people like this. Although they seem rather uncouth, some of them. They're sitting together, they're laughing, they're talking. <sighs> I have a vague, a vague memory of a time like this from when I was very, very small, before the great event happened. <sighs> it was warm and I felt, I felt love. <sighs> maybe this, maybe this place isn't quite as bad as I thought initially. Maybe, maybe Timothy's not quite as strange as I thought. An elderly elf sort of comes around to the fire with like a big uh, cauldron on a little cart and starts like doling out soup to the people. Wendell Rat takes one and the other rat takes one. She offers you a little bowl. Can I do a perception check? Sure. Is that a thing I can you do? You just make a roll. What are you, what are you looking for? I, I think something seems off. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it. Whilst it seems very lovely, something just seems... It feels a bit funny. Cool. Yeah, go for it. Oh, it's a three. Something is... Yeah, it's pretty funny. I guess with the three, I didn't... Just <laughs> <laughs> see her face. For clues. Something's yeah, nah. definitely Sorry. weird. She's so Something's sad. definitely weird. Something's yeah. weird, but whatever. Let's just keep doing scenes. You see a large pipe from like over the yeah. top of the hill is kind of cracked and it's kind of like in half and that's why like one of the waterfalls is coming from this broken oh. pipe and that particular waterfall is falling down onto like a patch of stone uh, and there's nobody like sleeping there oh. so like that's weird um, and you see it's weird that no one wants to sleep underwater yeah of course like come oh, on yes yeah, um, very weird there's like they've the whole town is kind of like not camped there so that's yeah. a thing you see um also there's a big glowing orb yeah it's a really yeah. big violet glowing thing like a 
definitely giant fairy light bulb. Yeah, you definitely see that on a three. Yes. Um, you kind of know that Timothy's off on the other side. You saw when he walked away that he's kind of gone into a little cavern off to the side. You know, this big cavern has many entrances and exits and he's going to go on off. He's not staying mm. amongst the people. He's off somewhere private. And this particular elven lady has a little moon-shaped scar uh, under her left eye. Where's the elven lady, sorry? She's the one giving you the soup. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> of course. Well, I'm intrigued by this glowing orb, so I want to go take a look. Great. Uh, would you like to make a stealth check to get away from your From Wendell the little shit. Wendell the little shit, and specifically, and the, and the bigger shit. Big boy? Yeah. 17. Cool, you've picked your moment, everyone's got their sort of soup, and they're kind of busy digging around. <laughs> Big rat man fails us to all get out, uh, even Wendell and doesn't quite notice. Everyone's kind of busy in their food. You notice that the sort of like larger rat kind of goes over to one of the other guys and goes, oi, give me that, yeah, suck, and kicks the guy and like takes his food and you take this moment to, you're running through uh, this little shanty town. There's lots of like lean-tos and tents and ramshackle little dwellings and you arrive in the centre of the chamber. It's kind of set up on a pedestal. It's about, say, 20 feet clear around the side, like nobody's kind of camping too close to this thing. As you get near it, you sort of feel a little bit strange. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's got a bit an of energy. Yes. I feel this strange pulsating energy coming out from it, and I think I have to touch it. You approach... Again, everybody's kind of busy looking at their dinners and fighting amongst themselves. And you get closer and closer to this thing. You get this sort of sense of static, like all the hairs kind of stand up on the back of your neck. Your teeth kind of feel like they're vibrating in their sockets a little bit as you get sort of within 10, within five feet, climb up on the dais. You feel kind of... Energized. You feel very energized. Like like you feel warm, but then you also have goosebumps everywhere. And you reach your hand forward... You close in, you close in, you close in. And as you touch this thing, you feel this kind of like resonant hum in the back of your head. And there was a strange amulet in your pocket that you picked up. Oh, yes. When you got into the album. Album? Got into the cart. My first album, <laughs> The Amulet. Yeah. Done by Timothy and the Ratmen. Timothy and the Ratmen. That's yeah. the first song. It's just a um, single. Anyway, sorry. It continue. gets like hot. Hot, 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 hot. Bernie, Bernie, hot, hot. Bernie, Bernie, hot, hot. As you touch this orb and feel this strange energy. <laughs> I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, you hear a voice behind you going, Psst, Kim, what are you fucking doing up there? And you look around and, and go, <laughs> a hand kind of grabs your wrist and pulls you back and you see the wizened face and fine mustache of Peter Piper wearing a sort of one piece like wrap around combat suit and a fine jacket and a little hood. I'm this is one piece that's kind of like the towel thing he yeah. was wearing before. Yes. Yeah, we, we did establish he didn't have a dick I'm, out. I'm imagining <laughs> it's a cross between like... James Bond's in the 60s, his, like, Terry Towling yeah. thing across with, like, something you'd dress a baby born in. Yeah, for sure. In yeah. my head, it looks like a sarong. Yeah, a sarong, but with straps. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, a little flap Random so you pockets. can e- easily access things. <laughs> Does he have, like, a butt flap in the back of it? <laughs> I feel like... She's not yeah. currently looking at his ass. Um, not yet. Yeah. So he grabs you and goes, like, what are you doing here? You, we should get out now. Okay. This place seems weird, but I also like it. Oh, I'm torn. 
Hey, Peter, what is this place? It's like, um, I mean, it looks like an evil lair. Uh, in terms of like what kind specific, I don't know if they have a name for it. Uh, it's like it's a big cistern. Maybe they call it, I don't know, what the violet cistern. I don't know if I like that as a name, but makes kind of it makes kind of sense. Hmm. Yeah, Peter, I want to I want to take something from here so I can study it later, and also in case I can sell it. Is there anything here I can take? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to you know, need a loan from you soon. Stuff going I would like on. to do crime. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do crime. Um, uh, make a perception check. Oh, See if you can you. Find, some, uh, find some bits. 16. What I'm hoping is that this orb is so interesting. Yeah. I'd love to be able to take some of it, but it's so big I can't carry it. The orb is very big and it's certainly like one whole piece. Oh, I will tell you that there are like the orb itself is one solid piece, but there is sort of like a more intricate mechanism underneath oh, with like little yes. gears and switches and things going on. And there's definitely like a little like lever thing that you reckon you can just... Uh, oh, pull yes. off and kind of keep that. It's very sort of, it's got a funny shadow sort of shape to it and an interesting colour. Uh, I think that would work quite well um, on the black market. And also I can maybe use it to find out more about this strange, magnetic, awe-inspiring orb. I think taking its lever that seems to turn it on and off seems like a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> cool. And it wouldn't cause any problems at all. Uh, would you please make a sleight of hand check? This one? Yeah, it's a dexterity skill. 16. I believe you're proficient. Plus... Five. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Nice. You managed to sort of like, you kind of figure out, oh, there's a little screw and you can just chink. Kachunk. Um, kachunk. And you get this little lever. Nothing seems to go kind of terribly different or wrong in the machinery. And Piper's like, all right, let's get the fuck out. Come on, let's go. It's not hang about. Okay, Piper, let's do it. Run, um, run, 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 run. Nice. Run, run, run. Uh, would you please make a stealth check to avoid being yeah. noticed as you run away? A seven. What's seven that going to give you? Twelve. Twelve is cool. Look at those math skills. Um, I only rolled an eleven to see you and be giving these rats a general minus one. Nobody's got any sort of eyes out, and they're not worried about people coming in. And it's just a real good soup. They're all yeah. like, "Oh my this god!" This is real good soup. And like people notice you, but they don't like notice that you're worth noticing at this point. <laughs> mm, yes, that's a that's a nice way to be thought of. <laughs> but in this case, it worked well. <laughs> uh, sweet. So Piper like leads you to the sort of edge of the camp and makes to go up one of the sewer pipes. Where there's a bit of just enough headroom for a couple of short folk to get through unimpeded. Goodness. You extend up the sewer. Mm, juicy. Juicy. We return to the balloon. The night is deep and dark the bright glow of flames across the city amidst the insane menagerie that is the festival of lights everywhere there's shit going on um the kobolds are ready the balloon is set full <laughs> all right you bastards Quincy get the water the get the water back up get the water back up all right the Tony, you're staying behind, you're too fat. He goes, all oh, good. All right, <laughs> kobolds grab a, a sort of big 40-gallon bucket of water and chuck it in the balloon and go, all right, miss, we're ready when you are. All right, well, we've only got one bucket, so uh, are you coming or not? I'm coming. Well, here's the colours. Get dressed. Of course. I feel like as long as it's like a really nice like shirt or something, if it's nice clothes, would you be pretty. into it? There's I, nothing wrong with I, my colours. I um what exactly am I putting on? What do we got? We've got uh, a black shirt, basically with a gold emblem mm-hmm. on the breast and a big red cape. Perfect. Um Sick. 
I preferably leather. Put the shirt on underneath my dress, and I wear the cape inside out. <laughs> Let's go. I'm wearing your colors. Let's go. Uh, right. Belligerence. You're not leaving the feckin' basket. You can stay in a sky. It's there. You can. So you're trusting me entirely. I'll be, I'll be leaving one of my servants up here. Don't worry about that. You've got someone to fly the thing. Oh, perfect. But he's under my orders. And don't Are you forget not flying, it. Miss? You wanted to take the, the reins? Oh, I'll be taking the ropes, so I'm going to be helping. And I expect you to sl- fly this thing smooth. I just I wasn't sure if you wanted to fly it yourself. No. You know, take, the, take the driver's seat. That's what servants are for. Don't okay. be ridiculous. Yes, of course, of course. Are, are of we course. going or are we not Let's going? Let's go. On we go, everybody. Let's else. go. Tie the rope. I mean, untie the rope. Untie the rope, you goddamn. Yeah, right. Can't get you guys the these days. fly off across the city. Big headwind takes you out. You're flying across. You would get... Um, probably only takes you, say, five or ten minutes to actually cross the distance that it would take you an hour on foot as you just jet straight across. As you guys are sort of approaching, you just passed the saddle, the major marketplace and the stadium where we first met. I need you guys both to make perception checks. What? a natural 20. Very nice. Four. Four. Um, You're like, what's a balloon? <laughs> what's a balloon? Am I in the sky? <laughs> sky up. hate this. Ground down. With a three on the sleight of hand, um... Mitochondria knows exactly what's going up. Uh, <laughs> you're quite a perceptive woman, but you're not sort of, uh, Mrs. Mugwort, sure about the workings of a hot air balloon. This so is my first time in a odd. hot air balloon, so I have no idea what's um, going on. That's fair. Quincy, your kobold manservant, is piloting the balloon. There's a couple of other kobolds in the sort of basket. As you guys, it's quite a spacious basket as well. It's like a one or two person. It's probably like 10 feet wide um, with a little elemental furnace creating fire and mitochondria you notice out of the corner of your eye quincy as he makes to sort of make a slight adjustment to the apparatus to kind of guide you guys say a little bit higher a little bit further misadjusts it in such a way as the whole thing explodes quincy you incompetent fuck quincy yeah pulls this lever and it just like fully breaks off the power comes off the sides there's this huge push of fire uh, and the hot air balloon begins immediately crashing I need both of you (laughs) I'm I'm so happy that you're too good to pilot your own hot air balloon I take off the cape Uh, I'm not I'm not dying in your colours Uh, Please, both of you, make dexterity saving throws as this thing crashes into the ground. Um, Two. Nice. Ten. Ten. You're doing great. Fucking two. Uh, two. You are sort of like rocketed Mrs. Mugwort off uh, to the side of the basket as this thing careens down. You're completely helpless. Um, Did you roll a ten or did you get a ten? I rolled a ten. So what was it again? Dexterity. Dexterity. Oh, well, that's eleven. Eleven. Are you going to want to try to do anything as you guys? You guys are far enough up in the air that you've got, say, a round or two before you hit the ground for you to try something else. Am I still inside the basket? No. You are fully hanging off the edge, for sure. I'm screaming. <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> All right, so well, at the moment, get I'm back kind in of, the basket. I'm picturing this balloon that's going... Yeah. It's fully like a tear forming up along the side of the canvas okay. as you're sort of so careening to the side. So are we squealing down to the earth in any kind of a yeah. spiral pattern or um, anything? Yeah, it's certainly spiraling a little bit. It's not doing the full, like, 
um, balloon, like That's when exactly you let it off at a imagining. party, because yeah. like, this thing is really just going downwards, but there's a little bit of a, a turn on it. All right, I'm going to try and steer it properly. Since the steering mechanisms are all fucked up, yeah. I'm going to get myself holding onto one of the ropes with my fists in my bare hands, and I'm going to swing the opposite direction of the spiral to try and get us to land in a straight line. Nice, so you're going to like basically jump out of the thing on a rope to Tarzan. counterweight. Okay, I need you to make... Uh, an athletics check. Um, since you failed your dex save initially, I'm going to give you disadvantage just because you're off your footing. Yep. So I need you to hit like a DC 20 to like succeed in what you're really trying to do. <laughs> yep. And like uh, better than a 10 to not just straight up fall out of the balloon. <laughs> Fair. All right. First roll is... Mm, oh, that's a one. <laughs> and the second roll is... That's a 19. I think I'm taking the 19. Uh, I said disadvantage. Oh, shit. What's that mean? That, that means, means I have to take the one. <laughs> on a natural natural one, right? You're going on in a natural, natural one, one. You jump out of this balloon yeah. with a rope in your hands. You fucking Tarzan. You're like, I'm going to be the most heroic heart fire ever. The rope catches oh. taut. It slips straight out of your hands and you fall to earth. Okay. Can I, can I try and catch her? Because I'm hanging at the side of the basket, presumably. Can I try you're and You're hanging like, out one side. Like on the, you're on the side that is falling. So I'm on the uh, opposite side of her. And therefore she's jumped off the other side to counterweight it because you would gone with the initial momentum. This is the worst balloon ride I've ever been on. Yeah. Um, I'm never going in the air again. Never. It's all right. I won't let make you wear my collars next time. Is there anything that you uh, consider trying to do, Mrs. Mugwort, as uh, mitochondria falls? It'll be a, a few seconds before okay, she hits the you... ground. How, where are we geographically? Like, how close are we to the mountainside? Um, okay, if we look on our map here, so you've started on the north side, and yep. you are basically on the border of the saddle. So, so how how much of a distance is it from where we are in the sky to the ground? Um, the closest bit of ground. This point, you're about a hundred feet in the air. Hmm. And how fast are we falling? Enough that. Gravity is 7 point something meters per second per second. Um, 9.8 meters per second. Enough that this round you won't hit the ground, but next round you will. So you get effectively two actions before you hit the ground. Is Quincy still in the basket? Yes. Okay, can I... But he's also dangerously close to the side. Can I scream at him to do something? (laughs) Just literally anything. Is there any way he can like pull any kind of lever and like change the direction that the balloon is like I, I don't know how this particular yeah. balloon works like literally anything literally anything <laughs> Mrs. Mugwort please make an insight check it was a 10 and I have a wisdom uh, I have insight plus 5 you look up at Quincy hanging over the edge he is laughing maniacally <laughs> oh, old mate's having a good time <laughs> Fucking rebellion. Um, this is ridiculous. Can I <laughs> persuade him that I am not rich? <laughs> I am a pie shop owner, and if he saves my life, it's free pies for life. Uh, okay, make a persuasion check. Uh, it's a 10 plus 3, so 13. Um, at this point... I'll give you pies! I'll give you pies. There is no way the glory of a righteous death in service to a revolution for us now! 
Mitochondria, what would you like to do? Is there anything you like to do on your way down? Scream. You are just like well, falling cry. straight through the air. There is hard buildings. Well, you have no. Um, it's am- it's amazing, but I'm getting this like um. It's like a tingling in my heart. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like I'm overwhelmed with the sense of greatness that's around me. And right. there's this strange feeling that, I don't know, there's a power. So I'm going to call with whatever that power is. I've never felt it before. And it's such a strange feeling, like I'm calling to any creature that flies around me. There's no class ability or racial ability that kind of like lets you out of this situation. But don't I have a command um, of any creatures that are nearby? Because I've leveled up and I have a you spell. You have the command spell, okay. And I've okay, never, okay, I've okay, never okay, realised okay, okay, that I was. Okay. This is the first time I've ever used magic. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. A creature big enough to catch you is quite uh, unlikely to be around, but you could get find something could, just well, enough. Anything that I could land, like land on, is fine. <laughs> just trying to just let me land on something. <laughs> it's right. like a tiny bird. Like, yep. I can do it. <laughs> I'll send you. Uh, okay, I'll tell I'm not heavy. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, you are falling, and you're sort of like looking down as you're approaching. You guys are on the edge of the marketplace, so there's a lot going on, and you can see like this just stupendously fluffy, fuzzy, kind of like a horse kind of creature, but it's just like ridiculously fuzzy. I it'll do. Um, and you can attempt to command it to run and break your fall. All right. As you get, as you sort of approach just All in the right. nick of time. If you pass this and land on it, I'm going to give you half damage of what is nearly certain death. <laughs> it rolls a 13. All right. Which is one point higher than it needed to. It sees you falling and you go like, break my fall. It looks up and goes, fuck, fuck no. no. <laughs> as this probably like, what, 160 pound dragonborn in chainmail armor is flying <laughs> out of the air. I mean, I mean, that's fair, oh. but it's fair, but I had to try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Damn it, that would have been a wonderful way to yeah. discover uh, my powers. Current hit points. Current hit points are 20. Are you at full? Yep. You're at full. Okay. I'm about to deal you 10d6 of damage. <laughs> if you take 40 or more, instant death. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you take less than 40, you will be able to make death saves. All right. I might have taken on a little bit more than I could shoot. Two more. <laughs> She got serious. <laughs> uh, may I roll your own die against you? Fun and games anymore. <laughs> or, or, or shall no, I take no, one of my No, it's fair. I mean, it's never D6. done me any good anyway. Dice. Okay. Yeah, it's never done me any good. All right. <laughs> crap. Oh, crap. There's a few ones in there. There's I a got... few fives and sixes too. What do you need? Less than 40. 40, Less than 40. 40 is the instant death. I got a, <laughs> I got a 10 here. I got... <gasps> 20, 36. 36. Oh my god! Wait, so you didn't die? She did not instantly die. So you but your broken, crumbled dead. body is on the ground. Boom! <laughs> Into the ground in the middle of this crowded marketplace. Even at two in the morning, there's still a few parties going on. You're like, what the fuck? Are people um, like, is that the champion? Did she just fall from the fucking sky? Sorry, I meant to do that. <laughs> okay, but you, um, you're out of it. Yeah, back to Mrs. Mugwort up, up tight, uh, up top. Up tight. So Quincy <laughs> is like maniacal. Uh, he's just brought this balloon down. It is going down. Luckily, it's sort of not falling quite as fast. Um, and you're probably about say sixty to eighty feet. Uh, across from where mitochondria just hit the ground because you're on a slightly angled trajectory. Would you like to try to say jump for 
to try to like let go of the rope to hit, say like, you know, the classic land on an awning or a tent or something? Uh, or are you committed to going down with the ship? Would you like to say take a morsel to give yourself some <laughs> temporary hit points? Look, I'm at full hit points, but I would like to have. So I will I will have my um it, it so the morsel is invigorating juices, yeah. but I'm going I'm um I'm changing it to a beef pie. Nice. Which I assume I just keep on my person at all yeah, times. So I'm just like and I'm just like <laughs> hanging one hand it's going <laughs> like eating right on. it. Um, and I, I'm just seeing if there's anything that I'm good at that can like help me. Um, what I do you. generally in my life, <laughs> I have plus three athletics. <laughs> That's that'll help you if you choose to say try to jump right. for some for a softer landing. I want to jump and I want to try and land like the softest thing possible. I'm gonna be honest. If I can safely land on top of mitochondria, I'm gonna aim for that. <laughs> you are quite far away because she's been falling like, in a different oh, direction. Different direction. All right, I want to try and aim for something light. Yeah. And on like as I leave, I want to see in like my like most mom voice possible that I am disappointed in you, Quincy. (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm I'm disappointed. disappointed. Cool. So I'm going to ask you to roll the hit points from your invigorating juices. So that's a D8. So you'll add that to your current hit point maximum. It'll stack up. Uh, So that's six. Six. So your current hit points is... It's 23 and then plus six. Nice. You're at 29. Yeah. Um, And then you're going to try to jump for uh, an awning or something. So please make an athletics roll. So it's a five plus three, so eight. Not going to cut it. You ju- you sort of see this like big tent awning coming as the balloon begins to crash. You just sort of close your eyes, pray to the light and let go. Land like literally two feet to the left. Boom. Luckily, you're only half as far down as mitochondria was when you let go. So it will only be a five. Oh, shit. You take 16 bludgeoning damage as you hit the ground. Uh, do a little bit of a dwarven barrel roll and seconds later the balloon crashes uh, into the market causing yet more panic and fire and screams. My parents um, are going to kill me. Yeah, the balloon is fully destroyed. Um, do I have the, the action to go and investigate and um, kick Quincy in the face? Um, yeah, you can Quincy definitely like run after dead. the balloon. But Quincy, like, fully committed to going down with the balloon. This is what happens when you're, you're shitty to your servants. They're still people. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, I, yeah, you sort of I, get up and run to the balloon. I want, I want to mom voice him and be like, what do, you, what do you think you were doing, young man? <laughs> people could have been hurt. The charred, People have been hurt. The charred body of the kobold fails to answer. <laughs> one of his eyes is like dripping out I, the side of his I head. I continue <laughs> to lecture his corpse. <laughs> um, I'm on a roll. Nice. A barrel roll. <laughs> so you don't die. Um, and... And if I have a kind of any like, like, like flesh wounds or like cuts yeah. and scrapes and stuff, which I'm assuming I have, yeah. I would like to take off the t-shirt that I'm still wearing <laughs> yeah. and use that to bandage my wounds. Hell yes! Insult to injury. Insult to injury. Okay, mitochondria. This is literally your fault. <laughs> Dying on the ground. Mitochondria gem. Please make your first death save. This is a d20 <gasps> roll. Oh yeah. It's Hang either ten or <laughs> higher will pass. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Less than 10 will fail. Three fails will kill you out. Over 10, over 10. Come on, come on, baby. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, that's a five. 
Ooh, that's one in the fails column. So you're one point closer to death. You have landed in the middle of a crowded area, however, uh, and you're a recognisable figure. People might try to help. There are cries of, is there a doctor in the house? The first person on the scene... doctor of philosophy? Is, um, I know oh, homeopathy. <laughs> um, I'll give you the, the chance to roll uh, these percentile dice. So um, let's think. On a 90 or higher, there is a doctor in the house. <laughs> on a 50 or higher, at least the person who's going to come and make first aid isn't going to get like a negative to their medicine I'll check. I'll take a vet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give us a roll. All right, here we go. Ready, set. Oh, we've got 30. There are no doctors in the house. Somebody is going to try to save you, roll a nine, and fail to sort of, like, stabilise you or find anything (laughs) to help. Please make your second death save. Why are her organs on the outside? (laughs) Just put it back in, right? Is this a new fashion for the elite? Oh, we've got a 13. 13, okay. That's one in the positive. You're one for one. (laughs) Good. Um, Oh, my God. I'm dying of tension. uh, All the scary things. I'm ages away, aren't I? You're a couple of turns away, and especially you ran in the other direction to scold the kobold. And I'm probably not hurrying over. I'm mad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm You're a bit sore yourself. And also, I don't necessarily know how fucked up she is. That first roll was you hitting the ground. The second roll is you getting to the kobold and being like, blah, 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 blah. I don't regret that. You're essentially... two full turns of dashing to get back to the site. That's fine. Okay, let's check again for a doctor in the house. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, ready, set. Is there a dentist in the house? 94. 94. What's that mean? Yeah, there's a doctor. A, a doctor. I mean, there's probably a doctor of philosophy somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, death is just the beginning of the next adventure. Oh, just kill me. <laughs> You're lying on the ground, mitochondria. It's dark. And your perception... There are blinking lights of different kinds of colours. You hear voices, some shouting, some screaming, some scolding. Hello? Distant Hello? voice of your father. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, we have great hopes for you. Oh, I try. Oh, just don't try too hard, girl. I mean, if you fail, well, what's the worst? Mumsy, I'm so sorry. And this um, shimmering presence, this soft pink glow fills your perception and you feel like a gentle pair of hands on your shoulders and almost like the feathery wings kind of help embrace you from behind and a gentle voice in your ear going not yet my darling you have so much more potential and you snap awake as this cleric of hearts, of cleric of magenta, is standing over your chest, basically having done the revive cantrip. Boom! You can see the magenta heart-shaped holy symbol around this, um, I want to say dwarves, neck. And he goes, oh my god, he helps you up. Everyone's like, wow, what did you see that? Where is it going? It's crazy. And you're alive. Well, well, thank you. Uh, What's your name, sir? Um... I'm going to... There's a potential you recognise this guy. Your family's well-connected in the church. Uh, No, he's a relatively (laughs) unknown. (laughs) Tell you what. He says, Or I'm I'm, I'm Tobias Mugwort. Well, it's... It's... It's it's nice. Are you... Are you, like... Are you Mrs. Mugwort's kid? 
yeah, you know, oh, you're a hot fire. Yeah, she hangs out with your mum all the time. I was, I really like your your family, and I was gonna go be in the church, and I just got ordained, and I was hanging out, and you fell out of the sky. That's crazy. Are you okay? Where is the balloon? It's it's on fire. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to break it to you, kid. But maybe you should. I mean, thank you, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm in your debt, and maybe I can repay you somehow. And actually. Because I like you so much and oh, I am in your debt, shucks. I'm going to repay you with this news. Wow, okay. You might want to go and have a look over there. I think your mum's dead. Holy shit! I like you turn it around. Like, You're welcome! <laughs> <laughs> I've repaid you already. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're going to cut back to Elsie. It's been a minute. Oh, yes. It's a small incident with a balloon. It's time-consuming. <laughs> yes. You're following Peter Piper through some passageways, and what are you doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? Give me some... Well, me some of that we're running cash, through please. these corridors, and Peter's, you know, weaving in and out as he knows the ways through the underworld, and yeah. me, not so much. I more know my ways of the the overworld, for want of a better word, and I'm saying, Peter, Peter, stop for a minute. Stop, Peter. Right, I need right. to talk to you. He skids deftly to a halt in the middle of a sort of like three-pronged passageway, and he's like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. I think we've put some distance between us and those god-awful rat people. What's up, kid? Peter, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that is a great question. You know what? Um, not strictly certain. I arrived just a few minutes uh, before and I saw some familiar looking kid breaking cover and walking towards a big shiny orb and I was like you know what maybe that's not a good idea I should do something about that but why so were you down there well okay you see I was at the house I mean you were at the house how'd you get out it was a long story don't right. worry okay don't worry about it I saved your friends uh, I got mitochondria and I got Mrs. Mugwort out we had a little trap door and they went off to the house heartfire which I hope She'll probably want her hammer back. Uh, and I, I came straight here. I was like, they told me Timothy was the violet monk. Right? And I was like, oh, hang on. That, uh, I've been seeing people coming to this little cistern, you know, like there's this lot of traffic down here. Um, and I do dabble in the odd piece of arms and armor that may or may not be fully licensed. If you get my drift. And I've been noticing a few bits and pieces kind of moving in this direction. And I figured if he's arming a, a little sort of ragtag army, then maybe they're down here. And what do you know? But, Timothy, the violent monk, he's, isn't, isn't, he, isn't he rich? Isn't he famous? Well, why, what, why is he doing such a... Why has he got an army? Well, you know what? I'm not strictly sure as to his... <sighs> specific motivations my discussions with timothy when i was unaware that he was the violet monk were just more to the fact that he was a bit of a shrewd business person you know he just got a job in the tax office he's been talking about all sorts of reforms and deals he's been trying to make and i mean maybe it's financial maybe this whole sort of like uprising of the poor is is legit either way the uh well the violet priesthood has been outlawed for a very long time so i'm not sure how he got a hold of this color let alone this knowledge hmm. I see, and I, I guess, uh, Peter, you're you're a rich man. Or I mean, we were before your entire house went in flames tonight. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, I wonder where I'm going to stay. Actually, oh, uh, I mean, you could stay with me if you want. It's it's not anything really. It's just a old abandoned building. But you know, if you if if you want, you're welcome. Well, I'll see. If I'm going to be homeless, I might as well find someone with some expertise to help me out. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine. You'll land on your feet. 
Sure, I will. You know what they say about gnomes? They land on their feet. They do land on their feet. Yes. Well, oh, I don't really quite know what to make of any of this. Mm. I'm quite perplexed. I tell you what, I remember... He sort of goes, all right, let's, let's, let's walk and talk. Okay. I'm going to go, yes, let's yes. get to the marketplace and see if we can get uh, get some fresh air, right? As you're walking, he kind of tells you that the gods of Cerulea, as you know, are based in two trinities, the light and the dark. Both are worshipped here in the city. You know that the dragonborn and the dwarves on the north side tend to revere, and that's where the churches are, the lighter gods, the yellow, the magenta, the cyan light, passion, and wisdom. The dark gods, the red, green, and blue, are a little more chaotic and passion-driven, but he tells you that there are yet a few more mysterious, less well-known, with some might say antisocial intentions. He says that some of the warlocks who work on the lakes know of these entities, and the violet energy is typically associated with the violet god. This god is purely interested in messing up the established order and going against authority for no other reason, according to the legends, than it can. Hmm. Well, I have a memory of these stories. Uh, very faint, I think. I think before the great event, I, I was told them. <sighs> the warlocks of the lakes, you say, they know more. Yes, they keep many, many interesting secrets in there. Uh, floating houses. Mm, I think I must find more, but for now it's probably 3am in the morning and for want of a better world, I'm royally fucked. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, at least we're in it together. He, uh, oh, here we go. He opens up a manhole cover and you guys get up into this absolute conflagration. You see a giant balloon in front of you crashed into the side of this house, which is fully on fire. People running and screaming everywhere. You see Mrs. Mugwort scolding a charred, lifeless kobold. And down the street, uh, another dwarf and familiar dragonborn, still somewhat bloodied. You literally have one hit point <laughs> um, uh, running towards you. Uh, of course, if you guys reach the balloon, Elsie and Peter Piper pop their heads up out of the sewer and you're back together how's that yay oh my goodness what a day and that is where we will end our session (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening ladies and gentlemen i'm damien ashcroft please thank elizabeth savage Carolina Furman and Ashley Bletchenden. That's right. This is Cerulea. Uh, if you guys are interested in the world we are creating, uh, there is an Instagram account. You can follow Cerulea Podcast what? on Instagram. I have set up the account. As of this recording, I have not uploaded anything to it because it'll be a sec before we get to release. But you can see maps of the city. We are hoping to create some like sketches and concept art of the characters or different things that will be happening uh, and general uh, pictures of us cavorting and cahootsing. Um, Uh, So please check that out and we'll see you next week to find out what goes on on the second day of the feast. I'm in so much trouble. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't want to roll another character so quickly. (laughs) Um, Also, you had to die in week one. (laughs) (laughs) I set up this whole thing about the great event in the past. So I was like,
right, thank you for listening to another episode of Cerealia, and what an episode. My God, that balloon crash. <laughs> I'm still stoked that mitochondria survived. Please remember to throw down those glowing reviews and follow us up on Cerealia Podcast, both Instagram and Patreon for that exclusive extra content. This is Damien Ashcroft signing off, and we'll see you next week with episode four.